welcome to the Journey with Stephanie radio show. Welcome, welcome. It is March. Welcome to the month of March 2022. And tonight, I'm so excited. I have invited back to my show the lovely, wonderful Miss Jordan Gray. Welcome, Jordan. How are you? Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing really good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. You know, here in Alaska, we were doing so great with the weather. You know, last week it was starting to melt, meaning the snow. And it's true, if you think Alaska, yes, snow follows right (laughs) behind. And it was like, oh my gosh, we're in this early spring mode. You know, the snow's melting. The, you know, the snow berms along the side of the road were getting a little lower. The roads are wet. You could actually drive with no ice on the road. And then... Typical Alaska springtime. Here came Saturday. And Saturday, it was like the angels were certainly having their pillow fight in heaven, literally all day (laughs) and part of the night. So we ended up with the, I call it the spring snow, a foot and a half of snow, a foot and a half. And with that, with a wet snow, it's heavy. And it's like, holy cow, where did this come from? And you know what was actually really cool about all of the snow on Saturday is it was the celebratory takeoff for the Iditarod race. Oh, and what is that? Well, the Iditarod, it is mushers come from all over the world. They came from Sweden, um, a couple of other, Norway. And then we have the local mushers here in the state of Alaska. And it's the dog sled. It's the dog sled with a team of dogs, the Huskies. And so they run their route. They're still, so they go all the way out to Nome, Alaska, which is the furthest western point of the state of Alaska. So you can literally see Russia from the landscape, right? So anyway, um, so they race out to Nome and then they come back to Anchorage. Actually, it's not Anchorage. It's a little bit further out. It's about an hour north of here out in the, it's a very big deal here. So the weekend before, it, it it's like a carnival. There's rides. There's all kinds of stuff in the downtown area. Beautiful ice sculptures. So anyway, so there are updates through you know every couple of days now. There's been pictures of the dog teams as they're making their way out to Nome. Very interesting, isn't it? Very different. Uh, very different lifestyle here. Yeah, it sounds really fun. I feel like that's something my kids would love to be a part of. We actually have a Malamute, an Alaskan Malamute, um, very similar to the Husky breed, and they're just our favorite type of dogs. They're so loving, and they're so sweet, and there's just something about their souls. I don't know. It's very unique. They're very peaceful. About About an hour north of here, there's an area called Big Lake and I love going out there it's beautiful the nature is amazing there is my there's a place out there that I go to do ceremony for Mother Earth and it's it's you know way out there and in fact there's a little runway strip for the small airplanes to do their touch and goes right and a great big like cul-de-sac looking area so if they want to stop they can park take a break whatever so along the way on this very long long road um there are a couple of houses towards towards uh, the cul-de-sac location for these little airplanes and there are dog teams And they each have their little wooden house, and they're always outside. They never go inside the house. But they're the sweetest things. Oh, they're the sweetest dogs. They really are. They really are. Wow, that must be amazing, being able to do Mother Earth ceremony in Alaska. I can only imagine how powerful that is. It is super powerful. It was so about, I think, believe we passed either the three-year or the four-year mark this past November. 
when I had that great big earthquake. And what's interesting was I had already scheduled a trip to fly up here simply to visit at that place in time. And I I was really, really drawn to just go ahead, book the ticket, made arrangements, etc. And then the earthquake happened. And in a nutshell, a couple of friends here, I had let them know, I said, I don't know why, but I'm being drawn to go out wherever the origination of that particular earthquake was. I was feeling the pull to go out there, just connect with Mother Earth and see what was what. So my dear friend and hairdresser, Jesse, he and I looked at a map. And with the blessings of our friend Colleen, she's like, this is what you need to do. You can only go here. You can't go there. It was impossible to get to the actual physical place of where the earthquake earthquake originated from. So we found this place. It's amazing. It's powerful. And it's very nondescript. No one would ever know that there is a place out there to do anything like that. And... Jesse and I went out there the first time, and it was magical. We were truly in a different plane of existence. I know you understand what that means, Jordan. And And it was quiet. It was peaceful. And what was very interesting is that I had found a, a crystal quartz, and it resonated with, with me It was calling my name, and it's like, ah, okay, this is asking to be dropped into the crevice of Mother Earth. And so there's a spot on this little hill, this little mound, and there was already a natural hole in the earth, basically. And so we found it. We burned sage. We said prayers. Jesse brought his drum. He brought this great, big, huge uh, crystal quartz, smoky quartz. That's what it is. And this thing must weigh 20 pounds. So it's not just a little tiny thing. And it was so powerful to have it there. I mean, you could feel it cleansing the earth. So what's amazing was we have video of it at the point that I was holding the smaller crystal, said the prayers, and I began to release that crystal into the earth, looked up above, and there was an Air Force jet flying above, just one single jet flying north directly over that. And it was like, wow, this is this is powerful. Wave to the jet, drop the crystal. And then we watched our cell phones. There's a certain app that everybody has up here to check for the earthquakes. And within the first 10, 15 minutes, there were earthquakes happening on the direct opposite side of the world. Wow. Powerful and fascinating. Yes. Yeah, you guys were manifesting. You really put those intentions into the earth. I love that. Oh, yeah. It was cool. Have you done something fun like that before? I have. Yeah, so we actually moved out to northern Idaho um, in 2020, in September 2020, and we were so blessed with the house that we received and it's located on a plot of land that just is filled with so much magic. You can feel it in the air. It's one of those areas where when I go up into the mountain, I swear I can feel the fairies around and the sparkling of the sun beaming down on me. And I have done ceremony up in my Hills. Actually. Um, I was doing some research on, a different type of energy healing that I had never really explored before related to Merlin, the wizard. And part of the training was going up into a sacred space and making a ceremony out of it and collecting any items that felt that they wanted to come into the space representing the different elements of earth. And so I brought in some flowers and some crystals and some water and some tea and I made a ceremony of it. And it was so powerful being able to do it at my home in this magical place. And in Coeur d'Alene where we live in Northern Idaho, it's this little town and 
it wasn't quite as popular a few years ago. Prior to COVID, not a lot of people knew about it. After COVID, it got a lot more popular. However, there's something so magical about this place, and anyone who comes here can feel it. It's funny because when I first moved out here, my dad would tell me that he had a roommate in college years ago back at USC in California who would always talk about Coeur d'Alene and how it's the most beautiful place in the world. And my dad's like, what is this Coeur d'Alene place? (laughs) (laughs) And who would have known this is where I ended up. But (laughs) it's amazing. And it was one of those places where I remember sitting on my balcony on the third day that I was here. And I'm sitting out there, it's dusk, it's starting to turn evening. And I just have tears welling up in my eyes as I'm sitting and just being with Mother Earth and in this space and this nature. And I remember thinking in that moment, this is the first time in my 33 years of existence that I've ever felt home. This is my true home. There's something about not only Coeur d'Alene, but, you know, we live in a forest where there's just an abundance of trees. And, you know, I was always living in the city, Los Angeles to Seattle and this is the first time that I really felt like this is where I belonged. That's beautiful. It's it's powerful when we can feel that calling. Even if we've never been there before, we can feel that pull. You know, oftentimes I love sharing the various stories about what brought me to Alaska, for starters. And... It's hard to explain sometimes in words, like truly, like from the deepest part of my soul, what was that? Was it just the nature? Was it just that one thing? And no, it's been a combination of so many different things in the journey that it's brought me on. What did it feel like to you when you heard the name Coeur d'Alene and you felt that curiosity, that pull? What was that like? You know, it's interesting that you bring that up. I remember that there was a lot of conflict going on in the Seattle area at the time. And I just literally asked the universe, am I supposed to move? And within that week, the town Coeur d'Alene came up multiple times. It was um, quite popular for this one video that was kind of viral at the time. And For whatever reason, maybe friends had mentioned it. I can't really remember the context of how it came up, but I just got bombarded within a week. Coeur d'Alene, Coeur d'Alene, Coeur d'Alene. And so I brought up to my husband and to my mom, because my mom lived near us at the time in Seattle. I said, you guys, how do you feel about moving? And they both were like, you know what? That feels right. So we booked a trip to Coeur d'Alene. We all packed ourselves in the car and took the whole family out here and went to see this one house and it was just literally protected for us. I mean, if you heard the story of how we got this house. So what happened was there was this house that's just perfect. It fits my mother and me and my husband and our two children just perfectly where she has a section on the left side of the house and we kind of have a section on the right side of the house. So we have our own privacy, yet we get to commune and partake in living in the same household. And so When we first came up to this house, what's funny about it is with the pictures that were presented on Zillow, I wasn't quite thrilled with the house. It didn't feel right. I think because the images had a lot of brown and it was it was very bland looking and it just didn't feel like it. But my husband was like, babe, we have to go here. There's something about this house. So we drive on the outskirts of town. We drive about 15 minutes out of town and we get up to the hill and we enter up the driveway into the front entrance and we all just, our jaws dropped and we were like, oh my gosh, this is the house for us. And so what's amazing about it is this house was on the market for three months and they didn't get any offers. And as soon as we fell in love with the house, we came back to Seattle, we put an offer on the house, and we were able to negotiate down a little bit. And literally two weeks after we put an offer on the house, another person came in and put a full price offer, the original offer from what we were able to even negotiate with. And it's just amazing. It was just the universe protecting this area for us. And as soon as we all walked into downtown, as soon as we 
stepped into downtown and walked around the lake because there's a beautiful lake, Lake Coeur d'Alene. We just all knew this is it. It's so magical. There's a hill in downtown called Tubbs Hill, and it feels just like a giant portal of energy. You walk up there and you just feel this vibration of peace and stability and comfort and almost like there's nowhere else I need to go. This is all I need in life. So it's been an amazing journey. I was so grateful that everything worked out because this is what I needed in my life. This is the next step for me, just real, true, genuine peace, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful what a beautiful experience you shared. Once upon a time, one of my sisters, Molly, she lived in Spokane, and she raised her daughters there. And it was so gorgeous. It was so pretty. Well, Jordan, one of the live fun things that we could do with live radio is experience technical difficulties. Stephanie has just dropped. So. Oh. What I know, so hopefully her internet connection will be back in just a second. So while we wait for Miss Stephanie to come back, um, Jordan, can you tell us about your website and some of the things that you are able to do for your clients? Absolutely. Um, so my website is called Golden Light Source Healing. It's www.glshealing.com. And I actually offer quite a variety of services. So I've been uh, doing healing work for quite some time now and have really developed a multitude of skills. Um, I do trauma healing. I do basic energy healing. If we have any areas that we're trying to clear and work on, then I can go in and help transmute that energy and we can find wherever the blockages are within you and help to clear those blockages and support that new energy in. Um, I do a lot of past life healing. I do a lot of starseed healing. So people that connect with starseed energy and feel that this is a very hard place to live on earth and they feel that their home is elsewhere. I really like working with that clientele basis because I vibrate a lot with that um, energy. Growing up, I felt like this wasn't my home. I, I belong in another galaxy. <laughs> so being able to offer that support means a lot to me. Um, I do Oracle card readings. I do packages as well. So there's like a trauma revolution package. So if someone's really experiencing some heavy trauma, it's a month program where I offer not only healing, but life coaching sessions and Oracle card readings weekly to kind of help inspire and motivate and encourage you to work through the process of healing that trauma. Um, And I offer a few other things that I've just kind of slipped off the top of my head. I'd have to go back and look at the moment. There's so many different things. Um, but anything related to stuck trauma is really what I like to focus on and help people and just kind of helping them find their own spiritual tools within themselves. Something that I really love to do is teaching, and I've really devoted my efforts to helping others find their own modalities that work for them. How exciting. <laughs> Stephanie, um, now that we've got you back, we were just talking to Jordan about what um, she specializes in and promoting her website as well. So now that we have Stephanie back, I'm going to turn the microphone back over to you, my dear. Oh, thank you. Jordan, you're amazing. I really oh. encourage everyone listening to please consider having a session with Jordan. My first session with you was last year and loved it. And you were at the beginning, and I shared this with you on the phone the other day, but you were the one of the key people from the very beginning to begin this huge process for me that placed within me last year, a huge transformation, a huge multifaceted healing shift, a healing change. So when you put words to your the trauma, I just found it amazing. What led you to decide to incorporate that as part of your healing? Well, I know I started recognizing that trauma was really the foundation of pretty much everyone's um, feelings of lack. And I started being able to 
view it differently than more of a mental experience. Uh, I was able to start seeing it within different people's energy fields and where they were storing it, whether it was in different chakras or around the different dimensions of themselves. And so I found it crucial actually to be able to offer healing to someone was going in and finding the core of where it was that someone was feeling that pain, what triggered it when their childhood, usually it's something that happened at a very young age. Um, And actually sometimes people experience trauma based on past lives. And that's something that I would see reoccurring in my clients as well is that, you know, someone might be having some issues with not being able to be successful, not being able to accomplish anything. And when I tap through, what I'd be able to see was that this actually was a result of another past life, let's say in a past life where they had some huge traumatic experience with being successful and they pretty much subconsciously shut themselves off for the life that came next. They weren't quite confident in being successful again because it caused so many negative things to occur in that life. And what's interesting about that is you'll see that that kind of plays itself out in their current life. It's almost like, you know, someone can come into this world with that traumatic experience with the subconscious reaction to shutting off that part of themselves. And because they're projecting that energy, they actually start to attract that energy into their lives. And so sometimes being able to get to the root of an issue I have found goes even further than childhood trauma. And I actually find it quite fascinating being able to travel into different lives and explore where it is that an issue first happened um i'm not sure if you've ever worked with past life stephanie past life work at all i have and i do that this is actually part of my normal if that makes sense mm-hmm. one of the modalities i learned along the way is spiritual response therapy and that is working with the pendulum and the charts And one of the aspects of it is the whole intention and purpose behind SRT is to investigate, okay, this person is coming to the table and sharing that they have a very particular pattern going on, whether it's depression, whether it's a problem at work. And what what this modality does is to help identify where is the point of origin And probably 10 times out of 10, it does go back to a past life. Now, does that mean with every single session we visit a past life? Not necessarily, no. But some things, some patterns are extremely prominent, and sometimes we're taken way, 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 way back. I have a way to, you know, with a pendulum, it's also dowsing. So through the process of dowsing, when a person's pattern is really stuck and it's something where they've received healing before and nothing is working, oftentimes I find that the timeline after identifying that, it has happened in the time period before Christ. Mm -hmm. We're often back to BC, back to the single digit years or double digit years. Every now and then it might be a triple digit year, but it's fascinating to see that on a soul level, we do have these memories going way, way, way back, way back. And how when we choose to reach back and activate that pattern in this very specific lifetime right here, right now, it's great because it's also letting us know, hey, I'm presenting myself this time again. And so let's do this. Let's tackle this. Let's resolve it. What do we need to do? Is it self-forgiveness? Is it learning to express gratitude? Whatever the case might be. And it's fascinating and it's wonderful to pay attention to the images that come through. At this place in time, what I'm noticing is there's many common past lives coming through from the Egyptian times. There was a place in time when it was primarily Roman, old Europe. And so I find it fascinating that as we move through these certain energies 
at present what comes forth for each person. Do you find that to be true in your work? Absolutely. Yes, it's interesting that you mentioned um, that because I find a lot of the energy that I come up with that I'm seeing is from like the medieval times. There was such a, a darkness during that time that I see so much pain and so much trauma that was pretty much within the whole collective at that point. A lot of abuse of power, a lot of uh, separation of different classes. And I think that that really affected the collective on a wide scale. And that's been coming up a lot as well. Um, I love that you're seeing the Egyptian times. That's pretty fascinating. And one of the things that I've been really tapping into is almost like these programs that humans in general are programmed to experience these programs of negativity that keep us from really being in our power. And I'm finding different tools to kind of unlock these programs that are in our bloodlines, that are in our genes. And I feel like right now, currently, as we're in this massive ascension process and almost everyone we know is going through some form of healing, which I don't think has ever happened in this time, um, we're also, every single person that's healing is also healing someone else and is healing the collective. And it's interesting that this is coming up because last night I was teaching a class and I was channeled to do this guided meditation that reminded the participants of the class how we all are source energy and how this life is so temporary and to not take it so seriously and to have this lightness and to remember to play and to experience joy. And, you know, we could experience this life as sort of like a game that we get to just play and experience our, our five physical senses, which we wouldn't get to do if we were just pure source energy. Um, but what mm-hmm. was interesting about that was that what came up was how it's important to remember to tap into that frequency and to remember that there's codings within our genes and that when we heal any little thing that we heal, we're actually healing a part of source and it's all connected. So when we heal trauma, we're healing trauma on the collective scale. And I think that that's why it's so important for us, everyone, every single person to do their work because it makes a collective effort. It makes it stronger for the collective to heal and for earth to heal because she's, she's relying on us at this point where her, you know, her children. Absolutely. I think it's amazing. And the effects of healing, like you say, we are all connected and we are all a part of source and source is part of us. It is a, that concept right there can be very overwhelming to the point of tears, depending mm-hmm. on what we are experiencing and going through, particularly in the name of healing trauma. So at this point, I would like to direct our listeners to the show page. If you would like to connect with Jordan for healing, her website is listed there along with her information. And if you would like to connect with me, my information is there as well. So at this point, Jordan, we have opportunity here to take a couple of calls. So are you ready for this? I am. I'm ready for this. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. So our first call is John. And John, welcome to Journey with Stephanie. You are on with Jordan and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hey, thank you for having me on the show. Um, really enjoying hearing your perspectives on everything. I just had a, I hope it's okay to ask just a couple quick questions. Um, I'll be brief. Um, for one, I have had my heart set just recently on a house. And a lot of what Jordan was saying that like the universe sort of held her house for her, it kind of seems like this. This has had two offers that it, it's kind of, they just, fell apart and it's it's just kind of calling my name so I guess 
my question would be like, do you see me getting this specific house or, or when or something? And I also recently have had this sort of idea that just came to me out of the blue at work regarding an intervention. How do you see that turning out? So those would be my questions. Hi, John. Thank you for calling in tonight. Well, Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, first of all, I would like to look at the house that is being held for you. You gave a beautiful description. And nothing is an accident. And everything is with purpose. So I do find it fascinating that this is happening for you regarding the matter of this home. To me, it feels like Source is really holding space and keeping space for you to have this home. It does feel like patience is needed here, and that's not new for you. I'm seeing a timeline somewhere. I feel like it's going to be somewhere between now and mid-April that you learn about this house in terms of you taking ownership of it. That's a beautiful thing. And let's see, in terms of the invention that you have created, that to me, it feels like it will come about. It feels like there will be a patent involved for this this creation. And the timeline I'm getting for that is actually quite soon, seven to eight weeks from now. It could be seven to eight weeks to seven to eight months. To me, it feels more like weeks. I know you're very good with your words, how you put your presentations together. So that's what comes through for me. Let's have Jordan take a look at this for you, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, Hi, John. Um, Hello. Hi, I agree with Stephanie. I, I like what she had to say. And one of the things I wanted to mention, well, first of all, I want to say good luck with the invention. That's really exciting. Um, but secondly, when it comes to the house, you know, one of the things that I recommend doing in situations like this is first off, just connecting with source and putting out the intention that is whatever is meant for me will come to me. And then an energy around the house. So putting this loving, non-possessive type of energy of just acceptance. If it's supposed to be, it'll be. And just kind of cloaking it over the house. Um, so kind of putting John's energy over this house. If it's meant to be mine, it'll be mine. And trusting source to bring you the right house. And keeping in mind that everything that is yours will always come to you. And having that faith always because that makes such a difference. Certainly. Thank you two so much. That's very uh, good insight, and I, I really am resonating with what Jordan's saying about, you know, because when it comes to this, I'm just kind of like, you know, if, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, but it's like the heart kind of hugs me there too, but I'm not trying to get too attached. But um, I'll definitely take everything you two are saying and, into my heart, and I thank you so much for your time. There you go. You're Thanks, John, welcome. for your call. And ladies, we have uh, several other callers tonight. Let's jump to Maria, who is calling about a settlement. Maria, welcome to the show. You're live with Stephanie and Jordan. Go ahead, please. Hi. Hello, Hello. Maria. Hello. Hi, how are you? Thank you for taking me. I wanted to ask you, she says I'm going to get it sooner. I got to receive a settlement. I want to buy a property in Italy. Ah, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I love this question. So the question is, when would you receive the settlement to yeah, do this? It's gonna be big. I want to buy a property in the other world. <laughs> ah, <there>. beautiful. <laughs> well, I'll tell well, you what. In Italy, never went. Mm-hmm. The settlement, I'm seeing a settlement. It's, it will be a little bit of time here still. The timeline that I'm getting is two to three months or so, which is really not very long. It's within this year that I see this. And I see this happening likely before June. So that's what comes through for me. I'm going to have Jordan look at this for you now. Jordan? 
Hi. Hi, Maria. Italy Hi. sounds beautiful. I hope that this works out for you. Let me go ahead and just tap in for a minute. Thank you very much. I'm feeling really good energy around it. And piggybacking off of what Stephanie had mentioned, I feel that it would be really beneficial for you to really just put your energy around this settlement and around the time frame that she gave you and just really taking your power and, and putting it out into the creation and trying to manifest that energy to happen for you. And really visualizing this this place in Italy, really visualizing the land and the property and what the house looks like and starting to see yourself in this house as well. The more visuals you can put into it, the more we can start to attract it into our life. Sure, it's a beautiful day. I see my life in a beautiful villa, a beautiful hotel, you know, because right now it's cheap over there to buy to buy. That's why I say I'm going to get it big. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to happen for you, and when it does, keep us in mind. <laughs> We'd love That's to come luck, visit Maria. you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Maria. Thank Have you, a great Maria. night. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. And so, um, Stephanie, our next caller is Debbie, and Debbie is calling about um, healing the atmosphere. So, Debbie, welcome to the show. You're live with Stephanie and Jordan. Go ahead, please. Hi. Thank you so much. Um, mine uh different because um, I believe my mom is like a medium of some sort because she keeps oh. attracting spirits. And, they're, <laughs> and I'm an empath, so we're... You know, she, I, she talks to them and maybe doesn't, I don't know, um, have a good judge of character even on, from people over there. And I'm an empath, so I'm, you know, oh. <laughs> sucking up the toxic part. <laughs> it was like, when I saw that you were an energy healer, I was so happy. I was Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> oh, Debbie, yes. So let's see here. Just to reiterate, is it? Did I hear you correctly? Your mother does live with you, is that right? Yes, she's okay. The pandemic, and she's older. Sure. Oh, understandable. Okay. So let's see here. This will be interesting to look at. So from my perspective, and especially with you being an empath, first of all, I would suggest putting a Oh, how do I want to say this? Putting protections in place in a very mm-hmm. simple way, you know, one of the ways, I, there are several different ways. One of the ways that I like to do is just simply put, place the house inside of a bubble. I go as far as saying golden armor of silver light. And what we see with that is inside of the bubble is the house and it's, you know, in, the inside of the bubble is lined with gold. The outside of this bubble is lined with silver. The silver represents imperviousness. It also represents, from Harry Potter, the cloak of invisibility. So this would be the first thing, is figuring out what sort of protection works for you. Oftentimes, as well, I will give the suggestion to have selenite in your home. You know, if if nothing else, either place it over the doorway or in every corner of the house. Um, even if you have a single piece of selenite, have it and set the intention of protection that the energy of the selenite will permeate throughout your home. Now, that's the first thing. Secondly, there's a phrase I learned from a minister from the Spiritualist Church. And this is very powerful, and you can use the term source or creator. Her phrase was this, only God and good are allowed. Nothing else can come in. And so as we say those words, it's also the power of intention of claiming ownership of, okay, okay, (laughs) everyone out there listening, meaning all of the spirits that are hovering around mom. Um, this is the deal. Only God and good are allowed. If you are not of an energy that is for the highest good, you're not welcome here. So that okay. would be another phrase to say, and I strongly, strongly suggest that. 
third, I do see and feel that there may be like some open portals, vortexes. That's something where, of course, you could talk with either Jordan or myself. You can also set your own intention that these portals are filled with white light and then closed and sealed. So that would be another thing. Now, the thing with your mom is, um, you know, as we as we gain more time and wisdom on the planet and we gain these new experiences and for where she's at, there's a really good chance that she's both on this side and the other side. So, you know, you can do a number of things, do your own prayers of protection for your mother. But it's really, really important for you to define to the universe, to that world, my house, my rules. <laughs> That's what it boils down to in so many words okay. so when we think about protection. Yes. So, okay, well, I'm going to um, let Jordan go ahead and Thank answer you. as well. I could, I could stick on this topic all night long. So let's see what Jordan <laughs> has to say. <laughs> okay. I feel you on that, Stephanie. This is a topic yeah. I could talk a lot about as well. Um, hi, Debbie. Hi. Hi. So I love everything that Stephanie said. I think that's all really important and really helpful. Um, one of the things that I would do is if your mother's okay with it, I would put a salt lamp in her room or a selenite lamp in her room, like one of those large ones. Um, I think mm-hmm. just as a good starting point, I really like the idea of putting selenite around the house on the doorways. Um, I like to put a little piece of black tourmaline and a piece of selenite above or below the doors. Um, but an, aside from what Stephanie said, which is really helpful, one of the things that I find to be really helpful when dealing with negative entities is they don't like, they can't stand being around pure light, pure source consciousness. It's, if, it's, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're carrying a certain vibration, they can't withstand that vibration and they'll leave. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you can, if you can take some time to go into meditation and to really harness in your purest light in and you can center it in your heart space and imagine that light which is of pure love so we're, we're visualizing light and love radiating out of our heart space going down our body going out of our body spreading all around us becoming a giant bubble and from there you can imagine sending that light with your hands or however just maybe Um, coming just out around you from all sides and starting to encompass the entire house. It's just pure light and love. So we're not doing any invasive energy work here. And just, and I really like when Stephanie said, I only allow and accept good energy into the space. No negative entities are allowed in here. You must leave whatever kind of verbiage feels right for you and putting that into the golden light bubble that you're starting to spread around the house as well. Okay. Yeah, she would not like the salt. Anything I try to do for her in, like, um, a higher vibration, she gets kind of mad. Oh. I, I did put, like, a, ro- a drop of rose oil on a light bulb, but it didn't work for long. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think you would do really her- good. Yeah, setting the intentions, filling the space okay. with, with light, and doing all the protection exercises that Stephanie had mentioned as well. Okay. okay. Thank you, okay. Debbie. <laughs> Thank Have you a great very night. much. Keep us posted. Thank you. So before we get to our next caller, Catherine, who's calling about work, I have to tell both of you, I have salt lamps in every friggin' room of the house, and my <laughs> house could be a selenite factory at this point. I am just telling you. Um, but it does have a great vibe. So thank you for Oh, I can reaffirming. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And in my fireplace is filled with salt lamps. I have it set up instead of having, um, you know, presto logs or something in there. It's set up with the, my Ganesh uh, water fountain in the fireplace, which makes no sense. Ooh. And about six salt lamps. It's super cool. Anyway, our wow. next caller is Catherine. And Catherine is calling about work. Catherine, welcome to the show. You're live with Stephanie and Jordan. Go ahead, please. Thank you, all of you, so much. I was wondering... Um, if you can please shed some light on something for me, please. Um, I'd like to, I submitted a presentation today to a man named Vincenzo. And I don't know, I was wondering if he's going to say yes to my presentation or might it be 
Ian or Jared that would say yes? Any one of these three that would say yes and work with me on this project? I appreciate Sorry if that was long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Catherine. This is Stephanie. All right. Well, first of all, when I look at the presentation and feel the energy of the presentation, it feels pretty good. It really feels like you were able to communicate and convey everything that you wanted to and then a little bit more. So when it comes down to who will respond and or how they will respond, I know you gave names, but I heard it come through basically as person number one, person number two, person number three. So when I look at it in that order, what comes through is, tuning into that just a moment, person, the first person that it went to, it feels interesting. This, this person reads it, reviews it, thinks about it decides that yes there is something to consider here there is a good point and I see person number one giving it to person number two and it looks like the second person is the one to review it further and to embrace it and then that person harnesses the opinion of the third person so what's what's beautiful about this is that these three people as a collective are looking at it and considering it. It feels good, but there's something very significant that still stands out with person number two. It's almost as if that individual could perhaps be one of the decision makers that will influence the other two. So I'm, I feel good about it. Let's, let's have Jordan look at this for you and see what she sees. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Um, I know it's interesting I normally don't give psychic information and this time around immediately when you said the name Jared that sparked a light I don't know what person that was was that person one two or three I'm curious I, I don't remember either I want to say that was two okay that would make sense yeah Jared is really standing out for me I'm not really quite sure in what role but I think that that person's going to play a significant role in this presentation. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, thank you. Thank you both so much. Thank you. And I, I appreciate that you said it was, um, it was done well, too, because, yeah, I, I did take a lot of time on it. So I thank you for that as well. You're welcome, and we wish you well thank with you. that. Good luck, thank Catherine. You. Yeah, thank you. Keep us posted. Call back next month. And our last caller of the night is going to be Casey. Casey's calling tonight about her core wound. That sounds very deep. Um, Stephanie and Jordan, you are now live with Casey. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, Casey. Hi, Stephanie. So nice to talk to you. And How likewise. You? Very well, thank you. Yes. All right. How can we help you tonight? Oh, well, I was inspired about um, hearing Jordan and you talk and Jordan's bio and read a little on the web. Anyway, so I thought I got that that was, and you too, that that was um, a strength. So I wonder yeah. what you, I'm, I'm so frustrated. You know, I just want to heal already so I can move on with my life. And I don't know what's going on. And anyway, so if you could pick up anything that's blocking me or what is my core wound that I would need to heal, if that makes any sense. I'm oh, hoping that, makes... that maybe, and then, it, you know, everything would fall like a row of dominoes or however you say it. The domino effect of healing, yes. All right. Jordan, we're going to do this slightly different. I know Casey very well. So let's have you begin with Casey first. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't quite hear the beginning. Did you mention something about strength? Casey? Um, I don't think so. I know that would be one of your strengths. Oh, gotcha. Okay. 
So I just want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. So we have this core wound and you've been struggling and we're just trying to tap in to see if we can find some more information to kind of tap more into that wound. Is that correct? Yes, I'm kind of assuming it's related to my health issues. Okay. And maybe there's more than one or, or it is, is it that we just have one core wound? I don't know. Yeah, you know, the thing with core wounds is there's always like a root core and then there's different wounds that come from that core wound. Um, uh-huh. So let me just, give me one moment. I'll go ahead and tap into this for a minute. Thank you so much. I'm getting that this is coming from age four, a very turbulent experience for you. Um, that's something that you experienced at around the age of four. Um, I don't really okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Casey. I, I don't have a memory, so what do I do about it? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what? Well, I totally understand that. And I know that that's sometimes so frustrating when it comes to healing. Um, One of the things I would recommend is, do you ever uh, sit in meditation or do any guided meditations? Yes. So what I would, what I would do, what was that? I feel good. I feel the light and things like that, but I don't really get memories or um, messages. You know what, one one of the things you could try that some people find helpful if they've never done this before is channeled writing. So if you set the intention as you're connecting with source and you set the intention is I really want to go back and travel into my early childhood to discover the core root of this wound um, and just allow yourself to write without thinking. Just, Just let your body kind of take over. Let your spirit take over your body and just channel and just write. Sometimes you can find information that way. Um, And other ways that you could try it is going into a guided meditation of uh, finding root trauma. I know on YouTube they have different guided meditations. You could literally look into revealing past trauma, uh, revealing past memories, and being guided into past times to seeing if you can discover that. And I would recommend once you do discover that, finding a healer such as Stephanie or myself to help release that because it's it's a process. It's something that takes a little bit of time that unfortunately I wish we could do right now, but I know we don't have the time for. Oh, can I mm-hmm. ask you? I just realized that I do have a memory of something that was big, but I think I was younger than four. I thought I was around three. Would that make any sense or would this be something else that I'm not recalling? Absolutely. I'm a huge believer in the fact that you are your best teacher. You know yourself the most. And, you know, messages come through the way they come through for us as healers. And four is kind of like a generalization. Um, So if it feels like three is the right one, then absolutely. You know yourself the best. And I would trust that wisdom and I would try to investigate that memory a little further. I think that's beautiful, Jordan. And you know, Casey, so much does come from childhood, whether we remember it or not. And one thing in working with people, I can tell you this, like just from this lifetime alone, the trauma or the core wound can often often begin with that very first minute from birth and whether it's an imprint of energy from either one of the parents or it's an imprint from the most recent past life that has stuck with us you know almost like a wall sticker sometimes is what it feels like but it's coming from a very early place in time and I really really love what Jordan shared about the channeling another thing that you can do as well and this would work well with the channeling let's say you write it what if you find 10 words to write down from that place in time that's a wonderful beginning and whether we know the story or not 
one of the things we can do is to embark upon this thing called forgiveness. Forgive whatever this was. Forgive ourselves for embracing and taking on that imprint. There's a difference between something actually being ours versus it could be an imprint, again, either parent, a past life, and so forth. Sometimes when we really feel so displaced that there's no sense of grounding whatsoever, I have found about seven times out of ten that it's actually an overlay from someone else's trauma. So it would be something to sit with. And again, though, also speaking from lots and lots of experience with this, yes to the early childhood trauma, I would strongly suggest that you begin with the age of three. Now, another thing is just to keep in mind, um, last year I took a course from Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. He's the author of the book, The Body Keeps the Score. And one of the things he teaches, the first week was, okay, basically all of us have trauma. That was the message from week one. Week two was, okay, so now that we recognize, yes, we all have trauma, of, you know, in some way, shape, or form, now find something different to tell yourself from the cover story, because as humans, we are very comfortable with reviewing, this was my trauma, this was my trauma, and this takes us back to square one of that trauma. So in other words, we continue to reignite versus resolve. And one of the messages on how do we move past that is to be around people, to do something different, basically to separate ourselves from the cover story and then allow the creating to begin of what is it that we would like to do. And one of the ways he suggests is to be with people, get around people. And even if that's not possible, we have Zoom, we have the YouTube videos where we can engage, listen, you know, to the meditations, finding something outside of ourselves. And then finally, uh, week three was all about incorporating some sort of physical activity, whether it's yoga, whether it's qigong, but something to help us add movement to integrate this recognition and to help release that. And so this is what I'm seeing for you more so than does all of this in the end affect the health? Yes, it does. Yes, it absolutely affects our health. And so then it becomes the decision of or, you know, reflecting on at this point, how would I like to go about addressing this? And this is where in the healing journey, it really does come down to we have one moment at a time, you know, one moment goes to the next, to the next, to the next. And so it's not always this overnight, woohoo, yay, I'm there. We still learn how to walk the walk and then walk the talk. And the ultimate lesson, the ultimate Zen place to be is learning how to simply be without anything else. So anyway, Casey, on that note, I want to thank you for your call. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay, and please keep me posted. All righty. And gosh, listeners, I just want to thank everybody for being here tonight. Again, if you would like to have a session with myself or with Jordan, please go to the show page. You'll find our websites. Jordan, I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really love being on your show. It's so special to me. So thank you. Oh, yes. You're so welcome. Thank you, everyone. Join us again next month for the Journey with Stephanie radio show. Thank you and have a great month. We'll see you in April. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.